I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share. The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Let us join together in the Alleluia. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are the Holy One of God. But But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed. And they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching? With authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame began to spread throughout the region of Galilee. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, He got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. A leper came to him, begging him and kneeling, he said to him, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him. 
and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, he sent him away at once, saying to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely, and to spread the word, so that Jesus could no longer go into a town openly, but stayed out in the country, and people came to him from every quarter. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Just as a reminder, our sermon today will be recorded for our sermon podcast, Sharing the Bread of Life, which is available on our website. A couple of words about our reading today before we dive in. People in Jesus' day saw the world as a battleground in a cosmic war. Visible things like empires and invisible things like illness and demons struggled against God for control of the world. Jesus' message revolves around the inbreaking of God's kingdom or God's reign. Healings and exorcisms were tangible ways that God's kingdom touched human life. So take a moment and think about this, and then we'll share. Describe the visible and the invisible forces that fight to control our lives today. Describe the visible and the invisible forces that fight to control our lives today. And when you're ready, stress. Stress. Mm-hmm. Deadlines. Children. <laughs> their schedules, their deadlines. So when I think of visible things, I'm thinking more on a, on a global scale being like social media, advertising, television, the internet, politicians. Another one that I've heard of that um, it really struck me and I'd never thought much about before was addiction. And it's many different forms. Mm-hmm. Any other visible or invisible forces that fight to control our lives? Well, invisible, there are positive forces also that would be invisible, at least I, I feel that, that, you know, what you feel inside and what kind of guides your life. What other kind of positive forces? I feel a positive force is the love and interaction with people. I was going to say the same thing. When you work, you have coworkers, and if they're positive, 
and um, it just makes you feel better going to work. But if they're very negative, then it becomes such a drag to be around them, and it makes it a, you know, just unhappy to be there. And as time goes by, though, Jane, you kind of you, you start to separate yourself from the, the negative and the positive words that you can, yeah. So, oh, go ahead, John. I, I couldn't hear everyone, so I'm not too sure. Did anyone speak about health? No. As, as an invisible force. You wake up in the morning, you feel good, you'll have a good day. You wake up in the morning, your, your health, your, you know, uh, will make you grouchy and maybe... Uh, non-productive and, and a, a lot of different things could happen and it's uh, so health uh, has a tremendous uh, force on, on people uh, and I think uh, uh, it, it's something that needs to be considered as we make decisions throughout our life. Not particularly for, for us, but I think a lot of the world um, is controlled by hunger and need. So who would you bring to Jesus for healing? Could be someone that you know, somebody that you've seen in the news. Who would you bring to Jesus for healing? The entire world. Bob, you were. I was going to say the first step of being is you have to acknowledge that there's a problem. And but if you the, don't acknowledge that problem, healing will not occur. But the first step in healing is that you need to acknowledge the problem, and if you don't acknowledge the problem, healing won't occur. That's right. Yeah, that's... They have awareness of what's going on and what. I mean, they have to acknowledge the problem, you have to have awareness. And the first place, you know, probably a number of people. Health, etc., etc., or 
people <coughs> influenced by uh, wrongly influenced by propaganda. So as you think about the people that you would bring to Jesus for healing, whether it's yourself or somebody else, how might the person that you brought experience God's kingdom in a tangible way? You remember that the, the exorcisms and the healings were tangible experiences of God's kingdom. So as we think about those forces today, how would the person that you bring to Jesus for healing experience God's kingdom in a tangible way. Through the kindness that you show them, maybe? As Joanne had said, many, much of the world experiences because uh, they're, they're hungry and you can make them through it. And when the person has dad, dad hunger satisfied, then you just have to tell about If you're healed, you're happy. So, easy. Either physically or spiritually, if you're healed. I can't hear. I said, if you are healed, you're happy. If it's a physical healing or a spiritual healing after it has occurred, tangibly, you feel happy. Did you hear okay? Are you asking for things that a person could do or for the change in the person? Yeah, what, what would their experience of healing look like? For, for example, we don't, uh, we don't view the world in terms of demonic forces and things like that necessarily. So an exorcism is something that really doesn't make a lot of sense to us. We don't have a lot of experience with demon possession. Other parts of the world do, but we do not. So when we talk about um, like politicians, social media, and these uh, health, stress, all these other things that influence our life, what would that tangible, that touchable, that experiential piece of God's kingdom be in, in that particular situation? What brings healing? Feeling of release or relief that, that, that whatever is over you and controlling you is no longer there. And that, that would bring healing or that would be the experience of healing? Well, maybe the experience of healing. Okay. And what would bring you to that point? What would help you discover that release or experience that release? Wouldn't it be accepting Jesus? Accepting the higher being that would help you to overcome whatever it is that you have in your heart or head? Okay, so accepting Jesus as a way of overcoming? And Karen, you said faith? And I called my name 
and again I said, I'm coming, I'm coming. And the woman behind the counter said, well, I didn't know you were coming. So then the whole time I'm standing there, she's talking over my head to the people next to her about how she can't believe these people come in just to get this thing on their driver's license when they've already got a passport and blah, blah, blah. And I think, oh my goodness. And she wasn't engaging me. It wasn't a conversation. It was just all around me. And I thought, I'm going to find out her name and call and say what an awful experience this has been. Besides the weight, this was an awful experience. And then she's talking about the people there who have quit because there's so many people to take care of. And I'm standing there listening to this and I think, oh, she is so awful. <laughs> and then I thought, wait a minute. So I had, I carry some of those little, those little uh, gauze bags in my purse. And when we're all done, and we had no conversation about what she was saying. I said, can I give you something? And she says, what? And I said, I'd like to give this to you if, if, you, if it's okay. I said, somebody, a perfect stranger gave it to me in a grocery store and it had the meaning to me. I said, I'd like to leave you with a prayer. And I handed it to her. And I thought she was gonna cry. Her face just changed. And then she said, I'd like to give you something. And I think, oh boy. So she says, give me your hand. And so we were holding hands, and she slipped a bracelet from her wrist onto my wrist. And she said, when I was facing cancer surgery, somebody made this bracelet for me. Somebody made a bracelet like this for me, and now I make them and give them away sometimes. And she said, it's, it's evil eyes, and she believes that it takes away the badness, the evil in your life. And I thought that is such a different experience than what I, my first impression, my first reaction was that I wanted to do something not nice to her because she was being so unnice. And it turned out that I walked away and I thought I couldn't believe it and I had the bracelet and could carry it with me. As you think about this vision of God's kingdom breaking into our world, how does that vision direct your actions and your speech today? How might it direct your actions and your speech once you leave these doors, you go back home to your routines, to your work, to whatever you happen to be doing? How could this vision of God's inbreaking kingdom direct your speech and your actions today? Joanne just told us. Say more. What did you hear Joanne say? Well, I mean, you reach out to other people and, and treat them as, as equal and as your brother or sister, and they'll respond. At each of your tables, you have a sheet of paper that has a very colorful wheel on it. 
Now this wheel we've uh, used before during uh, Fall Pledge Drive, and it's a tool that I have found very helpful in my own life, uh, one that's produced through Portico Benefit Services. It's called the Wholeness Wheel. The wheel represents you as an individual. It could also you know, represent us as a society, as a congregation, however you do it. On the back, you'll find an explanation of what each area is. So, um, in a more detailed explanation. So, when you're looking at yourself in this wheel, the center is um, you, know, you baptized in Christ. The anchor of our, each of our identities is our baptism in Christ. What God has done for us. What God says about us. We have been crucified with Christ. We live in the hope of his resurrection. That is the central grounding truth of our lives. From that flows these other six dimensions, things like physical well-being, mental well-being, interpersonal, which would be our relationships, vocational, you know, that thing God is calling you to do that you just can't help but do because God has called you. When each of these areas in our lives is well, it brings about that outer ring, spiritual well-being. And it's always a dance in each of these dimensions you know, of wellness. You know, when we're focused on one thing, we might become unwell in some other area. So it's, it's constantly, uh, we talked about awareness earlier of the things that bind us. Um, it's a constant attention to the areas that we need to be made well in. So take uh, two minutes, and I'd like you to pick, as a table, one category and discuss one concrete action that someone could take to be well in that area. So in your tables, you're going to pick one category, one aspect of wellness, and you're going to come up with one concrete action someone could take to being well in that area. And then uh, we'll share from each table. So go ahead and do that now.
Let's take about 30 more seconds. mentioned something to me that I think is very important and is a great learning experience for me and how we might use this tool. So Jim, would you please uh, share with everyone what you shared with me? Well, in looking over the uh, chart here, I saw the center of it uh, in baptism in Christ. And to my, as I look at it, I think that uh, really the next layer of the should really be the purple one, the spiritual well-being. Uh, when you're baptized in, baptized in Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gives you the well-being. And then he gives you the power to deal with all these other um, problems that come out, intellectual, physical, emotional. And as each one of them pops up, you deal with it in prayer and through the peace that you know, God gives you through the Holy Spirit and is indwelling. So really I do see this as a white, purple, and then multicolored. But he's gonna give you the victory in each one of those other ones if you only uh, look to Christ and deal uh, with each one of these in love. And all right, a volunteer from each table, please, to, to share the one area that you decided to focus on and the one concrete step you could take toward well-being. Okay. Uh, I, I lost 
two very important people in, in my life uh, this past month of December. I lost a cousin, uh, this cousin uh, lives in Sweden, but he was over here uh, just what, about two years ago, and we had a great time together. And uh, uh, just, just a wonderful guy, a dentist, had, had a great practice in, in Stockholm, and uh, all of a sudden his heart stopped. And, and uh, he was permanently damaged, and I'm sure that a short time later he had a second stop for the heart, and, and, and then, then he died. And then another good friend of mine, uh, uh, who I was, uh, who I've been close to for the last, oh, say, 10 years, uh, and uh, uh, a very nice, uh, outgoing, nice fellow. And, and he, he passed away, too, this, the day after Christmas. And I, kn I know I needed some help. And uh, I went and I saw Pastor. And Pastor and I, we had a prayer time together. And it was beautiful. And it put me on the right track. And I needed to go out and, and talk about, about this and, and Pastor. And I talked and he consoled me and we prayed to God. And I felt so much better and feel so much better today because of what happened. So I want to thank you for, for what you did, Pastor. At our table, we had just said that in a lot of the categories, we were in different places. But every one of us has a value. <coughs> and every one of us probably needs to do something to help it. And one of the things we could do is simply to try to move our bodies more each day. The exercise that helps and doing that will help us in all the areas. We had decided to focus on physical well-being and did a little discussion on that and then decided it was impossible to discuss one of these without including all the others. Because physical well-being, if you don't have the intellectual well-being to decide that's what you need to do, or the emotional well-being to uh, be involved in the exercises or physical well-being, or even the financial well-being has a part of it. So they're all so interconnected that it's hard for us to talk about just one. Uh, we chose intellectual well-being. And um, our idea was coming up with, well, actually, I think the intellectual well-being is really kind of really connected to spiritual well-being as well. And that, um, coming up with keeping an open mind and not prejudice is any kind of action. Usually, you have to have an idea first. And then I brought up the example that um, one of the reasons that Pat and I are here is because of your idea that someone established in this congregation of uh, um, giving to the poor, supplying people with food. Now originally, and we got that from coming to the coffee house. We came to the coffee house because we didn't call, but then that's not what brought us to the church. What brought us to the church was the idea that this congregation had. I don't know if this idea of giving to the poor went back years and years. 
Uh, and then also, the one thing we could do if you want to keep an open mind or if you wanted to make some kind of changes, intellectual changes in your life, you could do that by you know, changing a habit. Like you had a bad habit, you could change that. It takes like 30 days to change a habit. And usually, a lot of times you need to replace one habit with another. So now it's our habit to come here because we came to um, the coffee house and we were open to the situation. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sharing the Bread of Life. For more information on the mission and ministries of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.stTimothyskokie.org or like us on Facebook. Check back next week for a new episode. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always.